Hey folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to Trading Tips. In today's video, we're going to talk about the Disney Plus rollout and whether or not this would be a good addition to your portfolio now. Now, when Disney first announced it was going to do its own streaming service, Disney Plus, well, I was a bit skeptical. And in a previous video, I looked at all of the potential problems that could happen. And based on the early rollout numbers uh, so far, hey, I'm willing to admit it, I was wrong. Disney spent billions of dollars investing in the technology uh, to roll out its streaming service, and the numbers pretty much speak for themselves. On their first day, they estimated that they had 10 million people sign up for the service and that they had another million or so within the first day. And that was even though the first day they kind of had some glitches and a few little technical problems, but those were worked out very quickly. And a lot of other streaming services, they've had some glitches that have lasted for longer and a lot of other problems going into it. Uh, but, you know, Disney took care of it pretty quickly, just took the time to do it right. Um, you know, this, this huge subscriber number on day one has just been added by another few million since then. And estimates are now that the company will have between, gosh, about 18 million by the end of their first year as a standalone service. And of course, what's even more surprising, uh, when I did the first video on Disney Plus, when they first initially talked about it, they hadn't mentioned the price. And this is where I was a little hung up because, I mean, I've, I've grown up with Disney and Disney products, as we all have. And you know, when, uh, you, when you were growing up in the VHS era, if you had uh, just a regular kids movie or a Disney kids movie, the one in the big clamshell casing with the Disney logo on it would cost a few bucks more. Disney's always really been about providing kind of a premium service and being sort of the higher-end brand than others in the entertainment space, whether that's with its films, whether that's with its theme parks, uh, its TV shows, all of those things. But Disney later came out and priced the service at just uh, $6.99 a month. And that's a lot lower than Hulu. It's a lot lower than Netflix. And they've got an entire catalog of everything going back from Steamboat Willie to all of the latest Star Wars and Marvel movies. And they're still adding a few things here and there. And there are a few things they don't have. And there are a few things that they've done to kind of change things around a little bit on some of their older movies and just sort of warning on, you know, some things that we wouldn't find politically correct today that a couple of people have been nitpicky about. But overall, they've got a very large library. And for what you're paying per month to get that library they've really come out on the lower end rather than on the higher end. So this has been another surprising area, and it's an area that's probably going to help them continue to maintain their subscriber numbers and even continue to gradually grow it from here over time. So overall, I would say this has been an incredibly successful rollout. They've spent the money, they've taken the time, they've got the pricing right, you know, they've got people interested, and they've even got you know, new TV shows that, that people are watching. Uh, they've got The Mandalorian, a Star Wars-based show that uh, I've been enjoying so far. Um, it's been incredibly popular, more popular than you know, some of the more recent Star Wars movies even. Uh, they're talking about rolling out you know, Marvel-related uh, shows, other you know, you know, Disney-related and branded products there. And you know, overall, you know, this is going to be a big hit that's going to add you know, billions of dollars to the company's cash flow every year. And having spent the money to kind of do the build-out and the infrastructure on it already, now they have much lower maintenance costs going forward. So now that they've actually launched it, you know, I'm a little less skeptical. But looking at the share price of around 150 right now, things it's a little pricey. It's still at an all-time high for the company. Uh, shares were probably around 100, 115 before the Disney Plus announcement. They got into the 140 range pretty quickly. They started to drop a bit. These numbers started coming out on their stats and how well they were doing with subscribers, and it, now it's kind of gotten back up to this new all-time high. Uh, more importantly than that, 
This new all-time high has driven shares to about 23 times earnings. That's a little high if we were just looking at Disney as a very conventional media company with its uh, you know, film divisions, with its theme parks, you know, things that have you know, very intense uh, capital requirements. Uh, but you know, looking at kind of the streaming service, Disney is actually getting a little more technological on it. They're getting the recurring revenue uh, from the service, and that's something that's you know, probably worthy of providing yeah, slightly higher kind of earnings uh, ratio as a result. Obviously, you know, the company's going to have to start reporting actual financial numbers and, you know, discuss some of the actual costs and how well they're going to amortize it over the course of the equipment life and that sort of thing. But, you know, overall for the improvement in cash flow that they're going to get from this, uh, this is going to help accelerate that because their cash flow has struggled in recent years and, you know, this is probably going to move it, you know, a little bit higher. So that said, do I like shares at these prices at 150? Well, I mean, I'm a little, still a little skeptical, you know, paying this kind of valuation, uh, even on on a company with, you know, kind of this this new technological kind of push behind it, because you know there is still a big legacy business behind it, and that is still a huge part of the company. That's probably worthwhile, and it's still going to continue to grow internally, and it's still going to continue to grow, you know, kind of this this higher, uh, you know, level higher profit margin thing as well. I probably wouldn't want to pay more than 20 times earnings. Uh, or, you know, based on these current prices, you know, I, I think on a pullback, shares could easily get back into the 135 range. And that's where I would look to get into an opportunity to get into kind of this growth play, as well as kind of their legacy media plays, which still have a tremendous value and still have a long ramp behind them. Now, obviously, you know, this big move with shares higher this year, uh, shares are actually up about 30% in the past year. That's a little more than double the S&P 500. And for sort of an old school kind of value company like Disney, that's a pretty big move. So, you know, I do expect a bit of a pullback from here, even with all of the optimism that's being in there right now. That optimism won't last forever. And if the company, you know, says anything about, you know, oh, it's going a little slower than expected, or, you know, we had some problems with our theme parks this year, that's kind of where you're going to see a big share pullback. Of course, we're still getting into the final Star Wars movie uh, that's coming out later in uh, you know this year. We're getting into just kind of the last of all that. They had a big run at the the studio with all of their studio films this year with Frozen Two, with Avengers Endgame. Uh, they've really dominated the box office, but because they had so many big titles coming out this year, uh, they're not going to have as many in the next few years. And I think if the market's looking forward to kind of that, they're going to start to see a bit of a slowdown there. That's where we get that pullback where we can get into this 135 range. So if you're a patient investor uh, looking to you know, wait for a pullback on Disney, this would be the price range to look for. If you already own shares, uh, I would actually look to maybe sell covered calls with a 155 or 160 strike price and get a little more income out of it. You know, Disney's a great company, but uh, their dividend yield's pretty stingy. It's under 2%. There are a lot higher yielding companies in the media space uh, and even some lower valued ones right now. But with some of this growth behind them, you know, they're probably going to continue just to deliver over time. And over time, that's great. But for a company that's already had such a big run up and it's now done all of these big things this year, it's going to have that what next moment. And that what next moment is what's going to provide this next value buying opportunity for long-term investors. So if you like Disney shares, wait for 135 if you already own them. You know, just look to hedge your position for a few months while the company just kind of pauses and refreshes uh, kind of after its big run of kind of good news and, you know, its latest development with Disney+. Plus. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer wishing you good trading and good financial health.